nervous. Hey, welcome to Guys Without Capes. Mark, you're cute. <laughs> Mark, it's your cute. Hey. <laughs> it's Mark. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Guys Without Capes. Uh, it's me. Justin joined with my friend Mark and my cousin friend Timotheus. Uh, <laughs> he is in Vancouver. Mark is in Calgary with me. Uh, and not next to we, you, though. not next to me, but enough that I could yell outside and you maybe will hear me, right? Like maybe. if you went outside, potentially yeah. hear yeah. me. Um, Thank you for joining us for our Smallville recap is what we've been doing for the last 14 weeks. Started at the beginning of this quarantine and we're still here uh, today. We are doing zero. Uh, before I jump into the uh, in, or the summary of the app, uh, we usually like to do a little bit of a check in uh, to see how everybody is doing. Um, how was your week in uh, quarantine, guys? I think it's been... April, May, June. I mean, almost four months in some sort of quarantine state. Uh, what did you guys do this week? Mm, I. Wow. What happened this week? This is week two of summer school, which Laura is teaching. And um, yeah, yesterday was a really rough night because Ben has inherited both my and Laura's superpower of spontaneous nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert. Totally. That's what I said, like in the middle of the night to Laura. I'm like, nerd alert. And she's just like, but nerd is a derogatory term. And it's like, yeah, but it's cool too. But anyway, um, so Ben had a, a nosebleed last night. He also had a nosebleed the night before. Oh, shoot. Um, and so we had to do laundry last night, but it's, it's okay. It's what's your, what's your nosebleed technique to, you know, quickly, like, what do you do? Swallow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Me and Anthony were talking about, or actually no, me, Laura and Anthony were talking about nosebleeds today. And this is not technique, but just about cool things about nosebleeds. If you've had them frequently, um, for a moment in your life. Uh, is to when the nosebleed stops, you develop that blood clot and finding cool ways to <laughs> manipulate the blood clot, whether it be sticking like a Kleenex up your nose and then trying to see if you could gently take it out with the blood clot intact. Or in mine and Anthony's technique, like hawking up the biggest loot yes. and trying to... That's yeah, the best that, way. That, yeah, that's the grossest way, but also mo- one of the more satisfying ways. So yeah, it's dealing with nosebleeds and um, Sebastian was, he wanted to have a party at like two o'clock in the morning. So I slept on the floor in their room. Good times. I'm on like four hours of sleep, but all is good in the hood. We good. Are they in the same room? They are. Yeah. Are they bunk bedding or what's the, what's the, there is a bunk bed like contraption inside of their room. Uh, Sebastian is still in his, uh, in his crib, but uh yeah, I think I think we're gonna transition that when he's two. So we we have some months to go before that happens. Probably, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Christmas break. We'll try that. Fun. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Marky. Dead life. 
Um, you know, probably just really exhausted this week. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, like I, I, I was just actually listening to Tim and I was thinking like, what did I do yesterday? And I was like, I think I will, like, I went to a, like a, like a barbecue for about a couple hours with, uh, Camille's friends, got home, like did bedtime routine with the baby and then fell asleep. I didn't, I was like too tired to even play video games last night. So yeah, uh, nothing really just exhausted. This week has been long for me. So pretty boring, pretty boring. It's a pretty legit, uh, dad life realities yeah and i only get bleeding nose if i pick my nose (laughs) yeah that happens to me but it happens spontaneously as well sometimes we are constantly losing viewers last week was poop (laughs) this week was nosebleeds um we had another weird calgary day where it hailed a little bit so we uh we went out with some friends did some park hangs um, we walked to Made by Marcus, shout out to Made by Marcus, uh, ice cream joint in Calgary. And before we got back, torrential hailstorm. And of course, we're like in shorts and like t-shirts, snow, whatever. And so we decided to um, uh, just like be under a tree until it passes. So in Calgary, it, I mean, it does pass, but it takes a bit, but uh my friend and I, the the boys, we decided to run back to our vehicles um, at like the worst time. I was like pelted with hail. And as my clothes started to get wet, it was like wait, wearing a weighted vest while running. And it was only like 2K back. We're like, okay, 2K, we can make it to the car. Um, and then, of course, when we got to the car, guess what happened? The hail stopped. <laughs> and stuff but uh it was good it was a good uh good hang and good ice cream so you know summer um i went with a a roasted strawberry cream uh and then they have this like uh some some sort of vanilla bean type thing i i really like made by marcus for those who don't know made by marcus village ice cream it's kind of like the I don't know what side you kind of, you know, sit on. Do you have a preference, Mark? Yeah, I'm on the village ice cream side. Yes. See, I'm on the village ice cream side too. I think I they have like more. Made by Marcus. Although they have a cool name. Hey yo. But I don't think we took you to any of those ice cream places, Tim. The last time I was at Made by Marcus, they had this like fish sauce. Like, on but it. this? Like like weirdness. Like it would had fish sauce in the ice cream. I don't know. It was like a caramel fish sauce. Oh, was it <laughs> like butt <laughs> Was it good? Well, I only got a sample because I was gonna like screw my like yeah. ice cream night with like yeah fish sauce. But yeah, one time actually during work, like I went on a I took a <clears> break <throat> from work and I went to Made by Marcus because it was closer than village ice cream I, I took like a half an hour break from work to go get ice cream for myself like midday <laughs> hey there's there's always i i work in um in a small town in alberta called cochran where they have a very famous ice cream mckay's it's right across the street and 
Actually, in like the six years, I've probably only gone there four times. But the temptation's always there. Ice cream across the street. Speaking of ice cream, I should go get some, but I'm up next in our segment, so I can't. Well, I, well before, before you start, Mark, I'm just going to throw down a little bit of a summary of Zero, which is season one, episode uh, 14 of the S- Smallville series. Uh, Lex is helping Lana prepare for the reopening of the Smallville Theater, a.k.a. the Talon, and then a man from Lex's past named Jude Royce arrives in town and begins stalking Lex, wanting to hold him in conjunction with a shooting death at Club Zero in Metropolis no more than three years from that day that Lex may have been responsible for. Meanwhile, Chloe looks into Clark's past as an adopted child while Martha and Jonathan try to thwart Chloe's moves. Um, Here we go. Zero. Uh... Marky, what was the Are you giving me the alley oop? Right yeah, just alley scoops. <laughs> what, what was it? <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I guess I'm just going to kind of like uh, mesh from last week and how the debacle of kinetic, mm-hmm. kinetic? kinetic bros uh zero was complete opposite um what a great episode to start off uh start off i don't know well just yeah just a good great episode to recover from last week um a couple things that i really loved about this episode and then you guys can chime in because uh yeah maybe pull the curtain behind or pull the pull the the curtain here um i i i apologize to our listeners i didn't do my notes or i thought i did my notes but anyways um i really love the story uh with digging into lex's past i thought um it had a it had a weird feel like and i didn't know if maybe it was a different director different writer but there was like this eerie thing about it like uh what's his name royce jude jude royce jude royce like you're kind of like, is this supernatural or is this like just a guy who's really good at like, like, I don't know, creeping out Lex. Um, I really like that. And I also really loved, well, I'm starting to really love the tension between Chloe and Clark. Um, like Chloe seems to be pretty upfront and in his face about just like pushing him about like romance. But uh, I really love that Clark got so annoyed with Chloe during this episode for like digging into his past, but it just seemed like there is this like small parallel between uh, Chloe digging into Clark's past. And then this whole like club zero thing, digging into Lex's Lex's past. Right. Um, and I'll leave a little bit of like, uh, 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 I don't know, a tidbit for later, but at the end of this episode that I thought was kind of fascinating. So yeah. What did you guys think? What, what was your favorite part oh, I of thought this? It was, uh, like, you said it was all very good. I want to expand upon kind of the the mood of the episode. There was definitely something different in it that um, that I really enjoyed. There was uh, just a feel, um, a mood that um, you didn't really know what was what was coming, um, and uh, 
and and yeah i i thought that all uh, the main characters so just clark and and lex really got um well no i think this this episode is all about lex um just uh, you, you get to see him unravel a little bit we we got a chance to see clark unravel um because things were out of his control and this was lex's turn and i thought that, that was uh it was it was nice to see that to to peel back a layer of lex to just see um a little bit of what's inside and i i, I thought it was I, I was satisfied he always left me satisfied um because at the end uh he just said i'd do anything to protect my friends and i think he, that there, that is 100 truth for um for lex at this point um great point agree with you i i like this episode um and we talked about this in the past about just even having some adequate guest stars that really support the story um i was telling this tim early to tim earlier but uh the bad guy Jude Royce is played by Corin Corky Nemec, who was in this very short-lived <laughs> Fox show, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Do you remember this, Mark? No, no. See, I know. I, I don't know if it's like a cult one, but I, I have some very like distinct mer- uh, memories around like, um, oh, yeah. that's when I wanted a Swatch watch. You guys know the brand Swatch? Because him and his friends would say synchronized swatches and there would be an mm. overhead shot and they would go you know, they would show it. Um, anyways, great character. Uh, I know he was a bad guy here, but, um, you know, aside, I'll talk about it more on like the weakest part, but, you know, um, aside from him being a bad guy, I thought that it was like, I was kind of scared of what, you know, that he was kind of go- a ghost, but not really a ghost and stuff. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the performance yeah. for him. Did you guys find like uh, the fact that um, that uh, like for Lex is like for his like he had to like uh, sorry I, like you know he had to divert so many truths away from Clark and from everybody else and then but with like Clark um, you know like it was just Chloe kind of digging into his past and I found that like there wasn't really much that Lex could do because he was at the hands of like somebody else, like someone more powerful or at least like one step ahead of him. But with Chloe, it was like more of like mm. this just annoying, like stop it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Well, like he's so annoying, it's, you know, it's funny like, you say that because uh, transitioning to the work worst or the weakest part, I just, I, that's exactly what I thought. Um, uh, the the worst the weakest part for me was just the annoying chloe just like chloe just lay off like you know so many like a million cows just died in dad's farm and you're interviewing my parents about my bio parents <laughs> yeah. and i don't even want to talk about it and so yeah no i i felt that that was a, the the worst part for me which is uh like i mean uh contrary to last week's episode we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for the worst of the weakest parts because i thought this was a fairly strong episode um yeah no i think if, uh, before we move on for, uh, from the best parts i thought mark um this goes to one of your points that you really like to see in series is that is when you see continuity with previous episodes it was nice to see sam Phelan come back just to make a connection um to something that happened yeah. in the past to show that there is um, a connection between 
things that happen in these episodes. Otherwise, they they just seem like they're you know, discrete, um, mutually exclusive events that don't. Because <laughs> that was that was one of the things when then that Sam Phelan episode, right? That like clark was like what did you know like what did this guy do for you and you know lex was and i'm sure this was one of many things but i mean this one's pretty it's pretty up there for like you know totally rich guy who can buy people off right yeah in terms of like keeping secrets or whatever it is and also like this is what brought lex i believe to smallville was this incident right Right. was to kind of keep this hush hush like zero is actually up zero is mentioned a few times prior to this episode so it's kind of cool that it comes full circle so you know it's good on the the writers to not let that go and say here here's the backstory to it right so also jude jude royce jude royce Mm -hmm. was kind of like this like scary guy like yeah showing up everywhere and like but is he dead? Is he alive? Is this like a hallucination? Totally. Like it, it kept me on my toes for sure. Yeah, it was a weird, I know, um, you know, we're going to talk about worst, weakest part, but I, I thought that part, I didn't understand yeah. like finding the doppelganger, you know, to throw in some vampire diaries language here, like to progress the story. Like were, were we as a viewer supposed to think this was like a media related thing? Maybe like it kind of threw well it threw me off because I I forgot all about this episode and I was like yeah. is this a guy like is it a ghost or is it like yeah I just thought it was a I don't know I thought it was a week like was it for there to trick us like oh we found a guy who looked exactly yeah. like him and I miraculously paid, you know I he paid had some him bad to stuff in his past and whatever he some help miraculously clean it up, clean it up. <laughs> yeah. It seemed it seemed like a bit of a hail mary. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna yeah, talk about so, that as another week. As I didn't like that. That that, uh, that line of logic just seemed yeah. one in five hundred trillion for that to line up. So, um, so yeah. You, you guys have anything you'd like to add more for the worst of the weakest parts? No, I, I think we kind of like for me. I agree with that. It just it was so far fetched, <laughs> or it was a crazy misdirect, like. <laughs> Maybe he was just alive the whole time, right? But no, like, <laughs> it's this twin. It's no, not even a twin. No, it wasn't like, even a twin. It was like, just a guy who looked like, you know, whatever. So it was kind of like a weird thing. But that that's what I think, like, the worst thing, but also made it, like, a strong thing. Because you, like, I couldn't, I, I, I was yeah. like, what is going on? I don't get this, right? Like, yeah. who is? But it was it like a, a writer's prank. <laughs> to be like, oh, we tell everyone there's a freak of the week. Just kidding. There's a yeah. doppelganger. Yeah. That we found. Yeah. <laughs> like the bullets had like meteor traces. And yeah. it like I, I, didn't. Like, the whole kill time him. I was thinking if they had like 15 more minutes, <laughs> they would find a, an appropriate way to to kind of explain that away. But um, I think they just ran out of time. Um, I, I guess one loophole that I just want to throw to you guys before we move on from here is. Um, with Amanda, Amanda, remember, is the person that Lex brought to Club Zero. Did it give any reason as to why she shot? Oh, well, no, I totally forgot the the, the, the context for why she's there. But yeah, no, I understand. I, I answered my own question. <laughs> I just had like a, like a, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I was just like, let just me turn thought it yourself. Wait a second. No, no, I'm a big idiot. Okay. She shot him because she was mad that he was... <laughs> 
he didn't go on his business trip uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but lex knew right that was that i mean okay uh june <laughs> law or rolls royce you can you can be angry at at uh lex yeah. but you kind yeah. of dug yourself into a hole here buddy right so <laughs> um don't hate the game the yeah let's do it or okay. should we go into hierarchs well one thing i do want to just oh, yeah. add here and oh yeah yeah uh sorry was um no, no. just to add on to what tim said about chloe's like pers pers like uh her persistence like she she um you know shouting out to nicodemus next episode but like something that like allison mac does really well is that she she does this really good job of uh, portraying like a reporter, but like, like a serious reporter. Like she, she's, she's doing a good job of like gathering the facts. Like she, if Chloe's, if Chloe's figuring stuff out, it's probably where the story's going to go, but they, she could do away with all this like annoying crap, like, or over, over, like, like she's like, she's, She's just trying to like it's like overkill the way she is persistent, and I think she does a good job on her own without having to be this annoying little brat <laughs> that likes Clark. Yeah, let well let's let's like pull on that thread a little bit just because I had I had mentioned Chloe in the heroics part, and maybe it's along those lines of like being kind of the true reporter that. Uh, that Smallville needs, right? And so, you know, she's obviously, she has a project where um, I guess everyone was given a project to interview another student. Uh, and of course she gets Clark <laughs> and obviously Clark gets Lana. But um, she's obviously went beyond what her project was asking, um, even to the extent of having extra C90s in the car. And I had to look that up. Oh, okay. And it was like 90 minute cassette tapes yeah i guess the i didn't know they were called c90s um but like that is good reporting right like i know it wasn't being asked to 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 be like a journal you know hard-hitting journalism but she's not just going to clark like she's going to like the parents she's you know digging into the the whole um metropolis what was it the metropolis adoption charity or something agency thing yeah, United Charities, and it's like, I get it, but there's also a line between, especially in her, mm. um, you know, between friendship and the story, right? What's what's worth the, you know, the thread to pull on your your yeah. best friend who you have yeah, a crush yeah. on, right? Yeah, like, was she trying to, like, impress him? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what... Cause he he seemed like I don't actually know what did what does Clark actually know? Cause does he know he's an alien? Yeah, he does. Or, does he? Does he? Oh know? no, 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 he doesn't. No, yeah, no, he, he doesn't. Does. Does. Uh, no, up to this point, do we know what Martha and John has? They, told they showed him Clark the spaceship because his... I think um, didn't they Jonathan show him said like the, the difference between this what's in the shed. And your birth certificate is a long distance when he was talking about the um the 
adoption procedure. So I, 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 I assume so. So he because knows that he's look not like, from like a train from like Clark Europe. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> the Shinkansen. We from found Japan. you on this bullet train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but what? Okay, so is Clark upset because he didn't know that they had gone through all these steps of oh, like we made up this charity, or is he just more upset that? you know he like nothing's new to him let's say like what she's telling him and it's like you're digging too deep so why is he upset in this moment yeah maybe um the better question i think that that this is just drawing from my own experience usually when you uh when someone talks about something and it strikes a nerve it's just because there is no lead up to that conversation it's just like all of a sudden a bam here it is and you're met with a whole bunch of uh, feelings, emotions, and and whatever, and so I I take it that because Jonathan and Martha haven't talked much about the procedure to Clark, he just got his back up and all of a sudden just cloistered up and said, "No, like I'm not going to talk about this." Um, and and so yeah, I think that's that's my take on um, why I think Clark acted the way that he did. And yeah, I think I would have done the exact same if I was put into uh, put in his position. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was I, I thought I thought it was a cool moment because it's a very I think as a teenager you, you feel those times where you're just like, I don't even know why I'm feeling this way, but I don't want to talk about it right now and I'll just be um I don't know, aggressive. Uh, that's not the word, but um defensive about it. Yeah, maybe like he's just trying to put her in the friend zone. He's <laughs> sick and tired of all the laundry. Totally. <laughs> right? Like, it was like, stop. Like, you know, you're like my little sister that oh, I never yeah. had. Oh, if he said that to her, she'd be so crushed. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it just like the way it, yeah, panned out with the school, with the school project, right? Like, Chloe got Clark, Clark got Lana. Mm. And it's just like the theme of this series. It's, you know, like, or people are chasing after Clark. Like, it's like, like Lex is chasing after Clark. Well, Chloe is chasing after Clark. Lana's secretly chasing after Clark. But she oh, has to deal reminds with me. Whitney. Whitney got boring. a haircut. Um, you see that? I, I was so thrilled. Yes. I, I made a note that we should create a... Uh, like a Whitney one shot or uh, yeah. one sceners because we had smiley Whitney cameo today, <laughs> not sad yeah, Whitney. I like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you can find yeah. uh, Tim when you when you do the socials smiley this week Whitney. to, I'm gonna to screenshot smiley Whitney and sad Whitney. Um, uh, the only uh, other heroic I find loving. In fact, our, next our, week he would love it, Mark. Just kidding. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> As a treat. I'll be on my best um, Eric, hey, we can probably get a Cameo. cameo. Have you guys been on Cameo.com? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to get my Cameo. <laughs> you put one out there? Yeah. Did you put podcast host? Yeah, I said I was willing to do uh, like happy birthdays <laughs> for people. Yeah. I'm charging $500. <laughs> Um, the only other heroic move, and then I'll let you guys jump in here, 
is Lana continuing to open the talent even though there was plumbing issues. That's gutsy. I yeah. mean, that's like a PR disaster, right? <laughs> gutsy, gutsy. <laughs> so uh, good on you, Lana Lang, for uh, taking a chance on the plumbing of an old building. Um, <laughs> did you guys find any other heroic, heroics moments? Uh, I think we'll talk more about him becoming (laughs) Superman at least Mark will Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) the pillars the pillars of the show (laughs) the podcast speaking of pillars Uh, who's talking about villains (laughs) Villanius Marcus Marcus Houston (laughs) Yeah, you... what? It's me. Yeah, you you're villains and creepers. No, it's not. Okay, you're totally villains and creepers. Oh, well, <laughs> let's just break it down here with my notes. Okay, first of all, uh, well, we kind of already touched upon uh, upon J- this about Jetty? Jude Rice, Jud Rice, Judy, Judy, <laughs> Judy, uh, brother of roles. Just, just really playing a role, not really the villain in all of this, mm-hmm. but definitely creepy, creepy, uh, keeping you on your toes, like I said earlier. Um, Lex, you know, we're seeing a little bit of his past, but do you guys think that he set that up? Like, do you think that he had a thing for Amanda? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, it was implied that he did. Like... But it, it was kind of like convenience more than like actually a plan. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. I just uh, I found it very like just like this is just more of that origin story for Lex and being a young playboy millionaire, um, being in the club. You know, I don't know. Just like it was good to shore up like why he's going, why he's at Smallville. You know, he... His lies are like catching up to him. Like he has to continue to lie, which, you know, I wonder about like, you know, like when you, when you end up being a good liar, you have, you, you start making up all these stories and then eventually you either get so caught up that you're, I don't know. It's like Mm. you, there's no more truth in anything that you do. And, um, and then he's going to come up against Clark, who who also has <laughs> like a like, would you say it's a good lie that Clark has to like stay hidden? You know, like it, it's like there's such a parallel of like being a villain and having to like cover up all these things. Um, and I'm mixing up now <laughs> Nicodemus and I know you're talking about, <laughs> you know, did but... you enjoy the hack? The discman under the dashboard Porsche hack. No, that was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> but that, no, but he did like that so quickly. <laughs> like a purple disc- discman. So quickly, man. Just right under there. Yeah, yeah. And he wired it to the start, right? Yeah, and it was a CD on loop. That's crazy. On repeat. <laughs> was it the, like the screams from the club? Was that <laughs> it? Anyways, how did you get that recording? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It was a mix. There was I some like murder. I'm sure it was like a. It was like a voiceover. A garage band. Uh, a garage band. In 2002. Mashup. Yeah. If they had garage band back yeah. then. But it, it was cool to see also Lex at the, like at um, at the yeah. mercy of a villain, when he's like hung up. You know, like what a power move. By what was Amanda's brother's name? Rory. Uh, Talon Talon Contractor. That's what I <laughs> I wrote him as. <laughs> yeah, so it was just it was kind of cool. I don't know. You guys have Blanius. anything else? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, Blanios. Ah, that was it. Roy Roy Rothman. Wait, it was Royce the name of. Um, I Jude Royce. <laughs> Roy. The writers got lazy. And there. Jude Royce. Um. No, I don't have anything to add, Mark, to that. Um. Yeah. Other than, I guess the real villain, the twist that he, <laughs> like, was he also a plumber? Was that his in? So yeah, I mean, maybe it goes to I the confusion the around some of the plot points, like. So he, oh yeah, no. But how did he get hired in the first place? Don't you think like because you know right, every time, yeah. Lex always has a guy for stuff, right? Yeah. You don't think he'd also have a plumber? Like I got a guy, I got a contractor for that, and so this guy either to get to Lex went through like five game. years of plumbing apprenticeship just for revenge. Is three <laughs> the years. long game. And at the time, trades was a trades was yeah, a, you know, a good well, a good route. Stealing my car for job job prospects. Just kidding. Um, no, no, no. Before, before it... um, did anyone yeah. did anyone think that that the security guard was, was DMX? Isn't DMX short though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he? Oh, okay. The club yeah, scenes were kind of like that. Scenes from like Romeo Must Die or yeah, one of those uh, kind of reminded you? me of that. Yeah. Which yeah, I was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I was in Romeo Must Die. Yeah, but how close were you to Aaliyah, Mark? Uh, I was R.I.P. Uh, I was um, no. probably a good eight to Baby ten girl. feet away from her. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, like Justin talks about his movie career. Are you gonna shout out? Like your agent? I was in Romeo Must Die. And I was playing uh, kitchen help, and they, I had a green card because. But it was the scene where the mafia thugs are walking through the restaurant, and you you uh, you can't see me because they they don't really put me in the scene. But I'm I'm at the dish pit, carrying like stuff into the dish pit. Anyways, they walk through the kitchen and into the like the truck area or where the truck is, and they're holding two guys hostage there. Anyways, it was like three in the morning when they were filming this and the craft service, oh, like Eminem peanuts for days. Eminem. Like, Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> so good. And uh, the one guy I was Don't sitting wait. next to played Shredder in Teenage Like the body double of Shredder or yeah. the actual? Yeah, like the body double for Shredder. And he was telling me all about yeah. it. And I was like, Kevin Clash. Cool. Kevin Clash. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. 
But um, and then Aaliyah was there. She was just sitting in the hotel lobby that we were being held in. And I saw her and she was just sitting there on her phone. But uh, yeah, but never talked to her or nothing. And I remember being downtown Vancouver at like six in the morning, walking home because the bus hasn't started yet. But it was good money. And some M&M's, M&M's. peanuts. M&M's. M&M's. Uh, M&M's. Villains. Villains. <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, we're talking now the about one. the music on and to CGI. The um, there was, honestly, I... It wasn't until the very last scene. Um, and I don't know if uh, someone's going to talk about the last scene, but I'll just talk about the music. Um, Kid Rock, Lonely Road of Faith. Um, I, I feel that it, particularly the last songs that they have in the episodes are the ones that they want to kind of tie the theme together with. And so um, this is when uh, when Clark was talking to, um, to Lex and just, just talking about like ha- having a real kind of bromance moment, um, but also... Uh, Clark, you, 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 he's still not sure that he should fully trust Lex. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, there I, I don't recognize I, I didn't recognize very much of the the music. As for CGI, I think that um, it's getting better. Uh, shout out to that that the speed scene where and and this is part all. Well, um, I think this mm-hmm. is well becoming superman i'll just say it now it was it was really cool how clark had to kind of think on his feet and all that kind of came through where he did things in super speed and they got bullet time going on so um i think that the post crew like the post-production crew um as well as the uh the the shooting crew are are kind of they're hitting their stride here with um what they can do uh with technology and um i didn't do any research to see if the if the uh, the showrunners were like got got their hands slapped by the studio saying that they blew their budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were okay this one, no, but yeah, because he ran yeah. in, yeah. saved Lex, beat up the guy. He had to trust that there were no cameras outside in there. to come like, back does, in. Does he ever do that yeah. research? Anyway, I know. Right, exactly. Well, he did get caught. Yeah. At I the guess he hasn't museum. been caught yet. That he knows footage, of, so right? he doesn't know to watch for cameras. But in any case, that's that's what I caught for music and CGI. Nice. Yeah, I mean, all all I had was like the yeah. club bangers at Club Zero. I don't, I didn't recognize <laughs> yes. any, but it totally. gave me this electric circus feel. You guys remember Electric Circus from Much Music days? And Lex just yes. dropping a hundred dollar tip to get into VIP damn man that's like two thousand dollars like plus inflation or something (laughs) Um, get in that champagne room man uh i don't have anything for music again like i just am not noticing these things but did you notice next episodes i bet you did uh oh well like you you twos I guess the yeah the one the more popular <laughs> yeah I don't or if it's lighthouse light life 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 house I know, I know I know um let's let's move let's move anything else or should could we move into some deeper thoughts um you know 
I think the the Kent, you know, Ma and Pa Kent um, did the classic, you don't do this to a teenager when you tell them you can't see a person. Usually it's it's in the context of like a um, an intimate relationship because um, what does the teenager do, right? Goes and see them because um, Ma and Pa Kent were like, you can't see Lex. And then Clark obviously went to right. seek out Lex uh, in that moment. And we already talked about that, even that relationship between Clark and Lex. And it's like, I think Mark, you brought it up earlier where there's like so many lies and secrets that are being piled up between the both of them. It's like, they know, like Lex knows that something's up with Clark. Clark knows that Lex knows that there's something up with Clark, but not really to what extent does he know and stuff. And then all this stuff about Lex's past, which... I don't know. I as a friend, well, I'll think of you guys, but it's kind of tough because I I know the majority of your pasts. But you know, if there's something that, whether you're ashamed of or you feel like you you've put it past you, as a friend, I would, I probably wouldn't, you know, um, I wouldn't pry too much unless you know you were hurting others or yourself or whatever. But I don't know. Clark seems to not be able to let mm-hmm. go that Lex was like a bad person or is, was. Um, I don't know. Is that... I mean, we know that Clark totally has is so valid in, in doing that because we know what Lex becomes and stuff. But as a friend, is it not very friend-like for mm-hmm. Clark to be like, well, what did you do, Lex? What did you, you know? Well, there's just so much that clouds the Luther family, right? That he has to carry this suspicion along the way. But again, I think Clark is always trying to see the best in people, right? Is that am I off by thinking? Yeah, but what but yes, totally agree with you, but he's he's mm. asking Chloe to drop stuff from his past as a mm. friend, but he's not doing yeah. the same for Lex. Like can, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but he maybe it's because like Lex has a lot of power. Maybe that's maybe that's the reason. Like there's like he, I don't know, or I don't no, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good question. Actually, you can't like I, if I were to reiterate what you're you're saying, Jess, is you can't have it both ways. Like you, you can't say like you can't pry and into Lex's and no. you know be all butt hurt that someone's trying to pry into your life and and that when the friendship is probably the same in terms of the the magnitude if not like Chloe's closer to Clark than Clark is to to Lex so well you know something that just came up to my you know is the fact that okay like Clark knows the truth about the car crash right and uh he knows that lex at this point is still trying to investigate that whole thing and so anything that's sketchy about lex alerts clark to be um more weary of the fact that like okay i'll keep this guy at bay but seems like there's more things coming up for this guy which is concerning Mm, to me like would be the justification. Like I yeah. agree with you, yeah. Tim. Like, yeah, you can't have it both ways, but yeah. 
you know, Clark knows of a specific thing that Lex is trying to find out about him. And so, you know, as he's, as he's like, oh, okay, well, I can, I can keep lying to him, mm-hmm. but there seems to be some weird shit happening. Like, you know, do you uh, think, do you think Clark trusts Lex? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, I think the only people that Clark really trusts right now is like his parents <laughs> and Lana. <laughs> yeah, because only because I, he has I think he trusts Lex to an extent. I think the, the 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 extent is like he wants to give Lex the benefit of the doubt that he is a good person. Only and he only has that because of Johnny Kent and Martha Kent and their influence on him, where they're trying to see the 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 best in other people. Yeah, and so. <laughs> yeah keep your friends close and your quarterback closer because <laughs> gonna... like <clears throat> he you know clark had lex has done so much for their for them and for clark right and i know obviously lex is trying to even push clark off the scent right but it's like everybody has told clark don't trust lex like everybody has said something around that and so Clark does, but he has these hesitations. But yeah, I, again, I'm just looking more at it from like a friendship level, not knowing because we know obviously how it ha- like what happens later, you know, they're mortal enemies and stuff. But just in like a, a friendship sense, <laughs> is, is Clark being a dick friend? <laughs> well, can you really be friends if you don't really trust someone like didn't they declare their love for each other last or two yeah. episodes ago in yeah. terms of like how stuff, best friends they right? are? Yeah. Like this stuff is going to be the thing of legend, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. That was last episode. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I've known you guys for a long time and it's not like I'm <laughs> like, Hmm, I wonder about Tim, you know, like I'm not, I don't know. Like, like, I don't no. know. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like yeah. maybe I'm, Maybe our dilemma is the same one that Clark is having. That it's like, you know, I I, I want to trust you, but you've you've given me evidence to not trust you, right? Like, you've given you know you you showed me the car that crashed that you kept it and you were asking all these questions and this and that. Yeah. Um, you have a discman under your car. <laughs> in a vault. <laughs> your arm is stuck in a in a vault. Yeah, you don't call uh, the police when people steal stuff from you. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I totally get where Clark is coming from. I would have the same hesitations. I just I just wonder like mm. what how he actually sees that friendship. Um, you know, to him, like I don't doubt that that Lex is one of his best friends in many ways, right? <laughs> but let me tell you about my best yeah, friend. Best friend. Uh, uh, any other any other thoughts guys that kind of made you think a little bit more nah this is like a complete Lex episode and no not really just the this the lies like the the small town lies and how big they really are going to be it's like watching days of our lives and like when are they going to tell that secret Martha is really Jonathan's sister. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, I think it's me it's you, transitioning, right? I think so. The pilosh. Can't post. Because the pillars. Yes. So, becoming Superman. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Tim, you kind of stole my notes here. <laughs> but um, uh, I think like what was it? Forsberg. That thing, that thing about um, 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 um saving Lex in that uh, warehouse or whatever, and he kicks the couch, and he like pretends to be like coming back in. Uh, that was the only thing I really noticed from becoming Superman. Mm-hmm. He's getting better at covering his tracks. Some something that all superheroes need. Cover it. Cover your How tracks. Cover your tracks. Cover it. <laughs> With a face mask. With a face. Justin screen. has a face mask. A face shield. With sorry. a plastic. Um. Yeah, I think the. I mean, obviously, we talked about Lex versus Clark, right? Um, I'm I'm trying to remember. Do they have much of a a battle of wits? Not really, right? Because I I yeah. get this impression Clark is like dumb. Yeah. Like in the comics, he's Chromag- he's not known for his intellectual sparring, right? No, he's just like I'm just gonna destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use my laser eyes and my freeze breath and flight jumping far. Yeah. <laughs> but don't, don't you dare. Don't bring magic to bring me. Magic. Cuz I am weak place. to that. Uh, <clears throat> um, anything else? Uh, Tim, do you have anything else on No. However, um, before we wrap things up here, um just want to like i don't think we talked about this but the final scene mark i I don't know if you're going to talk about it final scene or yeah well yeah it's not really becoming superman but a couple things here two points about the last part of this episode was do you think that that was the actual truth yeah yeah about what happened at the club Oh, like the girl killing him? Yeah. Like, do you actually believe that? Like, I feel they left it out, like left you to think like, maybe actually Lex killed that guy for reals. Like, or like covered up, like, I don't know. I just, I just felt like there was something odd about that end. And that like, when Lex is explaining like, this is what happened. I was like, I don't believe that. Like I'm starting to not believe you too, Lex. But then, but then the girl took her life, right? Lex had yeah, she to did. Lose so, bite but I feel like life. maybe the, like the burden. But maybe Lex like helped her kill herself. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Like yeah. there's something dirty about that lie. Like I don't yeah. I, like that. That that story keeps changing, and then. The last thing I just want to point out is like it was kind of a cool <laughs> like Doogie Hauser. I don't know the Doogie Hauser ending. Yeah, ending <laughs> like or I don't know. I've seen that ending before, <laughs> with like debating whether to delete that file or not. I don't know what. Yeah, but do you hover on yes and no to decide? 
No, I, I don't. I'm not that dramatic. I just look at it, right? Or, or maybe or I'm using like the arrow keys and I'm going back and forth. And you have five seconds to figure out if you want the file or not. Because <laughs> you forgot to save it. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing, right? Yeah. And then Chloe Villain ends up this. saving it, right? The so wait, wait, papers. what did she save? She saved... Like what Adoption was the file? Yeah. It said Metropolis. Oh, the papers United M&M's charities <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like I thought it was a cool ending, right? Because it's like leaves it out there for later to come back and then for Chloe to be more intrusive. So this is more like Chloe is keeping it to decide whether she wants to dig into it further. Use it for or just family. like put it on hold. Right. Right, I thought I saw. I thought I saw yeah. Cal L. Interesting and Jor. Like L that's a good thought. That, those papers. Spoiler alerts. No. Yeah. <laughs> like signed. <laughs> put put adoption papers in the pod. Hurry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, wrapping it up here. Let's go. Let's let let's do the ratings. Um. Wow. Uh, let's let's recap. Last episode, last week's episode was uh, Knatic, which was an awful episode. Um, and it got the lowest from me. We've bounced back, folks. Um, if we look at Sam Phelan's last episode where he was there, uh, it was a, an 8.0 from me. This didn't quite make it to Rogues, which is season one, episode nine. Um, so in seven eight zero, it's just shy of that seven nine for me. It was a good episode. I liked it. Just what did you say about this week? Um, I gave it a seven point seven. I I liked it as well. It was a little bit. It was better than Amy Adams being a fat uh, fat sucking vampire. Um, so which I rated seven. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, Mark rated that. So I lied. But it was uh yeah, I liked it, but you know, I I wanted more. I wanted uh wanted a little Whitney. bit more. And you know, Smiley Whitney. Yeah, that was good. That was good. But seven point seven for me. Uh I'm just gonna give him oh, straight eight. Tweet. So that's a big jump oh. from last week. Um yeah. just you're like oh. rarely the highest of us two. Yeah, so I'm just gonna keep it rounded to eight, but uh, I think just if you could put this as a standalone from all the other episodes, like just the misdirection, just like the storytelling was why it gets an eight. Um, yeah, but uh, sorry, sorry to my, sorry to my subscribers on this podcast for having such a weak ass freaking podcast today. Colors, trust me, I'll be back with Nicodemus. I'm gonna be so hard up on that. <laughs> that podcast is gonna be so good. Here, um, so to good. the ending, I did have a, uh, a question yeah. from a listener, um, for this week sent by DM. Oh, yeah, this is C to the L. Nice, CeeLo with a question <laughs> Does Laura listen? the podcast no she doesn't i still have to sell her 
on listening to the podcast. She made a cameo in last episode. We didn't watch this together, unfortunately. I don't know if we'll watch Nicodemus together, yes. just as. <laughs> I watched it on my own. Uh, this part's only for the voice. Sunday's for the boys. Um, Uh, yeah, so uh, as we were saying, um, clearly it's an uh, exciting episode to go through. Episode, um, so hopefully you'll join us. Uh, Nicodemus, again, as always, if you have any questions, comments, uh, feel free to comment on our socials. Um, social, I guess, our Instagram account, Guys Without Capes. Uh, we have episodes out every Saturday. Uh, we'd love for you to join us um, for this kind of Smallville ride. Um, did I miss anything, guys? No. Just, uh, yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening. Stay healthy out there. Wear masks. Wash your hands. Or face shields. Masks. Don't, don't do the face sound shields. of washing hands. You look like a nerd. ASMR. That's some high quality content, folks. All right. We out. We out.